Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode number 132. I am one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Hello, Andy. Hello. Hey, What's happening? Hey, Jimmy. I'm, I'm here. I've been on it's good in to a see your smiling weeks. face. It's I'm been a few episodes. Man. I, I know. know. <laughs> I know there's a lot there's lots of things going on in the world. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, and, not and much up with you. The house, but you know. Yeah. And, um and it's always we always like wanted to start trying for listeners we always want to start trying to talk before we record these things. And I've been wanting to talk to you and I want to ask you questions now, but I'm going to I'm going to wait. I'm going to go yeah. through the rest of this thing. We always do uh, that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or even before the show. And then we're like, no, stop, talk, save it for the show. Uh, Lindsay, we are also joined by the Lindsay, the, the Lindsay, we are joined by <laughs> the Lindsay, the good neighbors, the good, the good neighbor of good neighbors herself is Lindsay Dario. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. What's up? Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you both. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I was just starting to talk a little bit before we started to hit record here. And... Man, this whole thing has me kind of like not feeling like the best version of myself, like sitting around, not doing anything, not seeing people. And so I might need you guys to like pick me up a little bit on this episode. We'll, get you. I, I, we'll try. That's what we're here for, buddy. Yeah, help a brother out. Um, <laughs> you guys, and, um, are you guys gaining weight like everybody else? A little bit. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> My wife made these cookies the other day, these chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I can't say no to more than like, I have to have like at least three or something like that. Yeah. It's like bad news. It's bad, man. Salt thing's bad. Kind it's of bad all around. But, yeah. This is the time of year where normally like we have the time to hit, really hit the gym too. And now we can't <laughs> and nope. add to that. And this is the whole baked good thing. I don't know about you guys, but I've got this like really wonderful exchange happening between a few groups mm-hmm. of friends where you just get this text that's like delivery and there's just like a lemon meringue pie on your front step and it's pretty oh, amazing, but cool. definitely <laughs> not good for the, uh, the bod. <laughs> well, and a lot of people are doing like the banana bread and all these different, yeah. like all these different things and making, baking and doing the stuff that normally wouldn't do because normally... You know, like, I don't know about you guys, but for us, we would go out a few times a week or a couple times a week, and that's not happening at all. No. So it's just like being home. It's like, okay, well, let's get creative. Let's try these different things. And and then that just kind of we, – we're eating all that stuff, <laughs> and it tastes good. <laughs> you know, it's like – so, uh, you know. But um, – so, yeah. I mean – yeah. I no, feel like, I it's, like things are weird now because normally I would go around and we talk about like, hey, what's up with, with your photography business? But you don't have a photography business and I don't have a photography business other than these like little things that are happening here and there. Like, um, I don't know. You know, I've had like a couple 2021 book recently, but like throughout the midst of this, but like nothing crazy. And then I even feel like my inquiries have kind of like slide, you know, died down to almost nil. Um uh, so I don't know. Are you guys kind of feeling the same thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Postponements. Yeah. Maybe one couple might do a Thursday in the fall, which is great. Uh, two weddings moved to 21 so far. Um, no one's like canceling going, you know, saying I want my money back. Uh, 
a friend of mine, you know, remember Kathleen? She uh, was on popped on a couple of times, the one with mm-hmm. the high voice. Mm-hmm. She, uh, her and her boyfriend are together now, or fiance, and he's a wedding photographer too. And um, they had a couple cancellations, and she was asking me opinion on that. I'm like, well, it states in the contract they cancel for whatever reason, you know. And I, and I'm like, you gotta be honest with them. Like, look, I'm I'm not. I'll retain your retainer and move it to another date, but you're just flat out canceling the wedding. You're not moving it to another date. And, Anyway, but um, uh, so that's that's where uh, that's where I am now. Yeah. So we were um talking about the cancellation clauses and rescheduling clauses and stuff like that in our contract, and that came up in the group a little bit, and and a lot of these groups recently because of this. Um, and different people have um different uh, uh positions on you know like what they're gonna do with their tw- their Saturdays for 2021. Um, some people are charging retainers, some people are not. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer to that. Every business is a little bit different. Um, but you know, there is the reality that we only have so many days to shoot, um, and that this is how we make our our living and our income. So you cannot um, you know, if people do decide to charge another retainer for twenty twenty one Saturdays, it's completely within the, the business rights to do that and 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 should be understandable. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we had a little bit of a discussion in that, in the group there with some different contract, uh, clauses that we're putting in there. And, uh, Lindsay and another listener, Molly, um, posted some of their, what they have for their rescheduling. And I kind of molded mine into what I'm kind of happy with, not checked by a lawyer. Um, but, but when we're going through and doing that, it's, it's, you really have to think about every little possible thing, um, that can be interpreted, you know, one way and, 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 you have to be so super careful, and you probably once you write those things, you should then have it checked by a lawyer to make sure that it holds up in your particular state. Um, but uh, you know, for the interim, if, I feel like sometimes if it's just like a one-off clause, as long as you're being super careful and keeping the language consistent with the rest of your contract, you know, it, yeah. it's it's clear to the couple what you're trying to say. But it has to be very clear, and you have to think about all the different ways that can be interpreted and where that can go. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes just having the language in there in general, like people are going to assume that you probably had it looked at by a lawyer and that you didn't write it yourself. I think mm-hmm. sometimes that's just enough of a deterrent that people will read it. They acknowledge it. They initial it. They just assume like, but definitely play it safe. Have it looked at by a lawyer, because now that we're in these situations where couples are then showing your contract to their lawyer, their lawyer can very easily say like, eh, no, this doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. This doesn't hold up. Um, and, you know, you think you have everything covered. You read your contract and you're like, oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that clause. That's good. That's good. And you're not thinking about what's not there, obviously. Right. Or, or <laughs> Until yeah. it comes up. Mm-hmm. I, I try to make uh, the contract very user friendly to, like you said before, Andy, where it's it's easy to understand. It's not like you know, big words that are like, what's this word mean? And this and unnecessary words. And, um, and I, I, I took it from a, uh, a big one and then sized it down. And then a couple of my clients, wedding clients were lawyers. And I asked their opinion on like, no, this is, this is worded great. I, I wouldn't change anything. So, and, and you can, you know, sometimes you look at some certain contracts and they're written in, you know, in big language meant to kind of confuse people and all that. You can write simple contracts. I mean, it's, it's the same 
they can be plain language, but sure. they do have to be specific. Um, and again, every state varies on you know how to interpret the law, basically. So that's why you got should have it looked by a lawyer. But you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know so, about you some guys. Some of us but... do fly by the seat of our pants, you know. <laughs> Like, I'm kind of with you. I want it to be simple and I want people to actually understand what they're signing so that they don't breach the contract ultimately. Um, And I have tried to like pare it down and keep it really simple over the years. And it's gotten like a little shorter and a little shorter, a little more concise. And now in the last week, there's like a full new page. Because now I feel like I I need to go into explanation of why certain policies are the way they are. Not yeah. like a long explanation, but yeah, like but, but something, be but like, super specific. But like like that Saturday thing, because for, because we only have so many days to shoot. Like like if I would if I I personally I don't have that in my policy because I'm I'm just making it easy and I don't feel like dealing with it. I understand why people do that, but I'm just like, I feel like whatever. But if I did have that in there, I would definitely want to explain why that is that way, you know, in the contract and have it written out that way so that people can understand. You can reference them. Same thing like with that rescheduling thing, the rescheduling part of it. I want that written in there like, hey, you're not this is a non-refundable retainer. If you as a couple decide not to to reschedule with me, you are then going into the cancellation clause. So just so you know, that's what, you know, it's very clear. Like if you, if you decide not to reschedule, I'll make every effort to, but if you pick a date that I'm not available, you're going to go into the cancellation clause at that point. You're, yeah. You're, yep. So, yeah. you know, I had a, a couple move the date without even asking me. They just moved it to next year. Right. And that's what and I'm like, the, yeah. it was it's open, but I, you know, I don't have much book next year. And anyway, well, I had a couple do that I like, where I wasn't available. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast. It was the two-day Indian wed- wedding thing. Um, but it was a two-day Indi- Indian wedding, and they moved it to you know a date that I just wasn't available. So I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not available. And and then we got into the whole, you know, like, can you refund? And I'm like, nope, I can't. Because so they were fine with it. I think they understood after I explained it. But um, but it's unfortunate. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, um Man, I I really hesitate even wanting to talk about this because this is part of what is getting me kind of bummed out with everything that's going on right now. But I don't know if we should do like a super quick. We probably should um, follow up with this PPP EIDL UI thing. Yeah, it's such um, this, this whole thing is a bummer. Um, the, we did the last podcast and we talked all about the, all the different options, and now. Um, and I did PPP and EIDL like as soon as you could. Haven't heard back anything from anything. And now today the PPP has run out as far as like the, the funding that they have for it. Hopefully they do more. But what what really pisses me off about this is that are you guys sole props? Are you guys uh, you guys are incorporated? I'm incorporated. So so did you file unemployment, Andy? I did them all because I okay. because it looked like nothing was going to happen. You know when I, you know I would. I was told you can't do PPP and unemployment. Not, not true. Not show true. Me, show, and I'm, I brought this up on the podcast last time. Show me, show me where that it says that you can't do that. And, and the point is, is that that if you do the unemployment thing, um, you're gonna do the unemployment thing. And if you take take like a 2021 deposit, you have to say that hey, I made money this week, right? And then you're not gonna be able to collect that week, right? Right. But um, but the PPP thing is just a loan. So it's a loan. And then, but a certain amount of it is forgiven for paychecks for rent. 
So as long, if, if you're getting unemployment, you cannot claim that as part of the payment. You're, so that's going to be non-forgivable, right? Because uh, you can't claim that as part of the part of your paycheck, essentially, because it's already being covered by the state. So the state's covering a certain, so let's say they cover 60% of 12 divided by your monthly income, right? So if you, if you do that, then it's still not going to cover like 100% of what you were making, but you could, in theory, use PPP to make up the rest of that. Nobody has said anywhere that you can't, you can't do them like that, but I don't even think it matters because I don't think this, the PPP thing is going to happen anyway, and I don't even know if, the, if anything is going to happen, you know, because it doesn't, because yeah. nobody is, is, none of these things respond, and the, the thing that pisses me off is the sole prop thing, like they did not allow you to apply for PPP until April 10th. And so all the so if so all the other businesses could do that, but if you were sole prop, you could not do that until April 10th. And I just feel like, and then there's like these businesses getting 20 million dollars for these restaurant chains. Um, oh yeah, just, and the big know, like, hotels and all these people that are definitely not small businesses, but found a loophole to exploit. And like they divided their hotels so that each hotel was its own business, so that way they could apply since they would have under 500 employees. But they're under the umbrella of these huge corporations. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a lucky situation where my wife still has her job and we did the math on our budget and all that. And it's like, oh, we can make it through no problem on just her salary. We have a modest home. We bought a modest home. So we're very lucky that we can do that. Um, but it's still like the whole thing is like very disappointing the way that, you know, they, they say that they're trying to help small businesses get through and maintain their paychecks and all that. And like, and like, nope, nope, you're screwed. And then you're screwed this way. And then that's not, you know, it's, it's so it's, it's a little crazy, you know, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, um, I don't, and I, you guys, did, Lindsay, do you have anything else to add to that with that? I mean, there's the EIDL no, thing. I mean, yeah. that's out of money too. Um, yeah. so I mean, hopefully they, you know, they pass another budget that'll have more money for this program and it'll eventually go through, but it's just such a wait and see thing at this point in time. And like you said, we kind of got screwed cause we had to go last and the big guys took all the money. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so we'll see. I applied. Um, the application process was very simple. I guess if you haven't applied yet, it can't hurt to apply and maybe there'll be more funding. Uh, we'll see. But, it just, uh, so they, I got a, what was that, Jimmy? No, but continue. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that I got a verification email that my application had gone through, but not right. that it had been approved. Same. So yeah. that's kind of where I am now. With Which all one? of them, actually, all those things, oh. I have. The, I have the hey, it went through, or, or or like it's we have the application, or you've submitted the thing. But yeah. that's all. Where as far as I've gotten with all of them, that's where I am with so. the uh, SBA, the, yeah. that you, loan, the, the EID, whatever. You did the EIDL, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that 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 was like it's not really a loan; it's like a grant. So, yeah, so that exactly. Well, it it is a loan, um, but they, they there's a grant for the beginning, and we, everybody thought it was ten thousand dollars at first, but now it is. Just one thousand dollars per employee. Um, so that's the only part that's the grant. Oh. Uh, the rest is the three point seven five percent loan. All right. And th- they're not taking any more applications. There might still be more money than that. I don't really know. I don't really care. I don't even care about that one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um. All right. So yeah. and then you know just one other little thing in conjunction with this. You guys been seeing what's happening with the stock market? No, like, I no. I'm I'm yeah, I can't chime in on any of that. Do you do you follow this at all, Lindsay, the stock market? My uh financial advisor told me not to look. 
Well, yeah, that was like that was like two weeks ago. Don't look. But over the yeah. past like week and a half, it's like it's like jumped crazy, crazy high. And it's crazy to me that it's doing that because it's like, again, it's all the big business totally disassociated from the reality of the world that the rest of us live in, that the stock market is like jumping to these crazy high numbers and going going getting all crazy. Right. But that's yeah, not they're... the reality of what's happening. But it's it's disassociated because it's big business because Amazon they're is still probably using their PPP money to buy buy back stock in their own companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just a little nutty. That's all. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, we've got a. Uh. I guess there's a new review. I could read the new review. You guys have anything else you want to get into before I do that? Um. I want to get into something, What's but up? read the review get first. Get into our oh, updates Lindsay, after Lindsay, this. You, yeah, and Lindsay, you have a story too. But, oh yeah, uh, we haven't even started our updates yet. Oh, uh, let's do that. <laughs> let's start our updates, and then we'll get oh, into this. All right. This all right. Uh, Lindsay, go ahead. What's up? Okay. Um, what's up? So I've been turning my old photography backdrops into masks. So that's been my little like craft project. Okay. Um, so I had this like massive, like 20 by 12 or something black muslin backdrop, real thick cotton. And I had another huge flannel backdrop, which are the materials they actually suggest for masks. So um, did a little research, got some patterns, and I've been churning out some masks <laughs> with my old photo backdrop. So it's, mm-hmm. I was, um, it's funny because I put them up on a Facebook group not too long ago, like free, anybody wants these backdrops, and somebody wanted them who was out of town, and it was going to cost me so much to ship this thing. I was like, you know what, never mind, I'm just going to hang on to it. Uh, and now it's actually come to a, a good use. Um, and other than that, I mean, so typical April business stuff, I've been working on my website, not like adding any actual new photos or anything like that, but I finally put together a like for photographers educational page on my site, which I've been wanting to do for a long time. So um, basically, it's just like a landing page for a, a workshop, a talk that I've given a couple times and um, also for uh, portfolio reviews, if anybody needs that kind of thing. So um, I guess I could talk a little bit about what those two things sure. are. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the talk about storytelling. So it's about what makes uh, an image go to the next level and really um, – evoke emotion and tell a story and communicate an idea. Uh, So it's about photos that aren't just like technically good, but they also feel like something. So I always see photos, people post that maybe it has amazing lighting and amazing backdrops, but it's just like stale, doesn't feel like anything. And then the converse of that, I see photos all the time. Um, that have a great story, but maybe it's not communicated in the best way because of the lighting or the composition or um, the coloring and so forth. So um, this talk kind of just goes through the ins and outs of how to communicate better with your pictures. Um, And then the second part of it is that I'm offering like a in-depth portfolio review that just like not only assesses the quality of the actual work like image by image but talks about like the marketing element of it and communicating what your brand message is and um 
essentially just like trying to attract the right people through your photos. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes portfolios are just all over the map with amazing photos. Oh, uh, what happened? <laughs> She's. Well, well, can we I think, do her voice? Yeah, can you do impressionation me? of her? <laughs> no, I cannot. I cannot. Um, uh, I can try. Um, she was talking about. Uh, she was talking about photos. Oh, she's not that high. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> do not. So, that's, that's, my, that's my Kathleen. Wait, yeah, yeah. Uh, so back. Lindsay, oh, she's back. Uh, your internet oh. is kind of like a little in oh, and out. No. You um, crapped out at, uh, I don't know, 15 seconds ago. Shoot. <laughs> That's the gist. Go to my website and you can read it in a much more articulate way. But that's that's the idea of all that. And other than that, um, yeah, I filed my taxes, dealing with rescheduling and everything that everyone else is. So that's yeah. it for me. Uh, all right. I, if you want to tell your story, I want to hear your story uh, later. In it's really too. long. We'll do it after the updates. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, Jimmy, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? What's going on? I'm doing uh, – plugging along. Um. I decided to uh, put together or put back in operation rather my dark room, which is in my basement, which got me started in this 100%. I, I late 90s, I was I had a medium format camera for the hell of it. Started shooting, started you know landscapey kind of just fine art stuff to to just to do, mm-hmm. and then no one could print. No one I knew could make any kind of decent print. So I looked in my basement. I said, this is easy. I can. I can black out those windows. I got a sink here. I can put a table here. And I did. And uh, I was up and running in 98 in April. Exactly. So uh, from there, I just got, you know, other jobs, this and that. Wedding started to come my way. Here I am. Fast forward. So I, looking back at my, I shot a lot of medium format and 665 Polaroid negative uh, exclusively. So, um, but a couple years ago, I put some 35 millimeter in a camera and just kind of let it linger for a few years and Finally developed three rolls from that's been here from at least three years ago up until now, and uh, so I had to like clean a little bit, get some chemistry, do all that, and put some you know black stuff back on the windows again, some black felt. Took a few days, no big deal, but um, it's great. I really I missed it. You know, it's just when you go down there, you put some music on or put a podcast on. I didn't have podcast uh, back in '07 was the last time I I printed, and. You know, you're just in a different mindset. You know, you're going to be there for a, a while. You know, you just just making one print is going to mm-hmm. is some test strips. You go back. You got to wait a minute and a half just to, to develop. Maybe another two, you know, like another minute for well, not even for the stop and the fixer. And then it's just you know, it's just a craftsmanship you don't see anymore. It's a little out of focus. That's the way it is. You know, there's no Photoshop and anything. And like you're just controlling contrast and exposure, and um, a little dodging burning. And it's nice. I've done a, made a few prints so far, but I just contacted, I just blasted on my Facebook page, hey, anyone have any negatives, they need prints, let me know. And a few of my past clients were like, do you still have our shoot from, uh, you know, from 04 or 03 or whatever? I'm like, absolutely. And because actually, luckily, I have a, a very good, you know, system of going back to my negatives. It's like the job number on the contact sheet, negatives right as next in line in the binder, and then the names out front. I know where to look. It's It's help me out. So I got a few clients uh, asking for some prints, keep me busy, make a little money, not much. In fact, let me ask you guys. So one of my clients is asking for prints. My sizes are, because I shot medium format, uh, six by six, House of Blood. So I have, I'm going to do eight by eight, 10 by 10, and, and 14 by 14 or 16, 16, 16. I can go bigger, but it's a real pain. He has to go 20 by 24. 
What do you think I should charge for an 8x8 print, hand-printed? I mean, I don't want to go crazy. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to kill anybody here. But How I don't think much like, time does it take you? It takes a while, but I have the time. You know, if it, on a, if it was, a, you know, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for this virus. But let's just fast forward when everything's back in order again and someone wants a print. I'm like, it's going to it's gonna cost you more because I got to, you know, it's a couple hours down there just to, just to do something. So... I'm thinking like 20 bucks. Is that a, is that fair? Have you figured out what it actually costs you in chemicals and paper um, and all that stuff? Yeah, it's, it's, that's not much. I mean, you can, you can ration the chemistry, the papers, not very expensive at that size. Um, uh, and I'm buying stuff on eBay paper lasts decades. Uh, (laughs) so that's, that's not a problem finding paper. Well, if it, if it really, for me, my answer would be, um, if it really took me two hours to do it, no, it won't take two hours, but at least an hour, at least. Okay. Well, I mean, for me, and I've always come back to this, and I always say this, you know, like, you know, I have mentioned, you know, like, what is your time worth if you got, if you waited in line for an hour for the for a free gift card? How much would it be worth right. your time? Would you do it for two dollars? No. Fifty dollars? No. Like a hundred, hundred fifty? You you got me going at like maybe like a hundred, hundred and fifty. I'm like, all right, I'll wait in that line for an hour for the gift card, you know? Yeah. Um. So, well, like you, so Andy, also, I, I wouldn't just do one order. I would wait to get a few orders in, a few prints orders in, and then just do it all at once. Totally. Because yeah. while the chemistry's out, you know. So, I mean, but I base it all based off of that, and then I have my cost of doing business for the day, right? And then I just divide, basically, like at that point, you know? So uh, take your cost of doing business for the day and divide. If it's an hour, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that's you can always good. make sure people know, like, this is just a special thing that you're doing. Yeah. COVID-19 print special, you know, so that they're not coming back a couple months from now in the middle of wedding season asking you to make them a 16 by 16 for 20 yeah. bucks, you know? No, no. The, the, I'm thinking just eight by eight. Just start at the 20 bucks for that and then go up from there. A couple months from now, we're going to be shooting weddings. Is that what I heard, Lindsay? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to believe anymore. I really don't. I don't know what to believe. I. I feel like, cause and here's the other thing I, about that. Like, where they're not just gonna be like, I have this couple. I have this uh, June twentieth wedding, and like they're hanging on. They're hanging on tight. You know, they're like, we're doing it. I'm like, okay. Like I'm all about it. Like, we're doing it. All right. But, like, they're not gonna just be like go go from you know, like May 30th or whatever, like, you know, social distance to like the next week be like, all right, weddings of 200, <laughs> you know, like go <laughs> ahead and, and party on the dance floor. They're not going to do that. They're going to, they're going to wean back in. They're going to be gradual about it. They're going to be like, you know, first be with your family for a couple of weeks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be this gradual transition and then they're still going to be like, well, you know, it's sporting events, be three seats away from each other. So they're going to do that kind of crap before they just go right back in. So I don't, I I don't know if it's going to be, you know, I, I'm not counting on this June 20th wedding happening, to be honest, you know. Yeah, uh, my my June 20th is my Oh, no. Oh, boy. It's something she said. Probably yeah. postponed. Yeah, her June 20th postponed. is yeah. also trying. Hey, Lindsay, are you back? Crap. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, your internet is like not good today, but uh, you said you but we lost you at your June twentieth. So what what is your June twentieth doing? They're hanging on. 
But I was going to ask if you guys had seen today, they were talking about in the press conference that um, they might reopen gyms um, with like a safe social distance. They might do uh, big restaurants and people sit a certain distance apart, certain things like that to start like just kind of easing back in. They're already talking about that. So so, uh, porch sessions are coming up soon then. Is that what you're saying? I can do porch sessions? I can, I can, that's what I just heard. I just, I just heard that, uh, restaurants are going to sure. be open so I can, I can ship the porch sessions then. Cool. That, Good to know. Then you can. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's re- relevant to you. But just be- in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review and Apple Podcasts, just like somebody with the username. Uh, Angie the Strange did. Angie the Strange went to Apple Podcasts, the, the Canadian version of Apple Podcasts, and she wrote and gave us a five-star review and said, interesting and informative with all the stars. And she says, nice. as a new photographer, you quickly find out that many photography groups are incredibly toxic and competitive. No. This, this is not that. <laughs> Um, the hosts of the show are caring and chat about many interesting topics. This has helped me in many parts of building my wedding photography career, and I am grateful. Um, adding bonus, added bonus that they recently added a female host. Who's that? <gasps> me. me. And who has brought the discussion to a new <laughs> level and made it better. Thank you for welcoming to for being welcoming to newbies. I cannot like talk today. I'm like all over the place in terms of my like English <laughs> language voice. Um, so thank you so much though, Angie, for, uh, for doing that. We really appreciate it. It absolutely helps the show continue to grow. By the way, we know that you're sitting home in your underwear right now. Um, and as you do that, everybody, cause everybody's sitting home in your underwear. The one thing that you can do if you haven't done yet is you can go to Apple podcasts and you could go in your underwear and you could leave us all the stars and you could write some words and tell us if you've gotten some information from this podcast that helps your business, please leave us the review with all the stars. And uh, and this is the time to do that if you haven't done that yet. And if you have, thank you for doing that. Um, if you haven't, now's the time. You're at home in your underwear. Go write a review. <laughs> um, all right. So, Lindsay, you had a story to tell. This is a cancellation story. Yeah. Can first of all, you were breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah, I we can got hear you. you now. Yeah, you must have broken up at some point, but the show went on without you. Okay. But we're back. Uh, I can hear you guys fine, but you're you're frozen on my screen, so I'll just keep going until I hear otherwise. Okay. Okay. So I have a nightmare client and also a nightmare planner that I'm dealing with. Oh boy. Uh. Yeah. So it was mid-March, right? Okay. So we'll start there. I find out that one of my couples uh, might postpone their wedding. They might postpone the wedding. Okay. Well, let's fill in. Maybe we should fill in the story 
in between and don't tell her that she got cut off. You, you know, like um, Mad Libs, like, you know, like when yeah. you're a kid and you like um, there's those stories where you fill in the blanks. Yeah. So I um, saw so she, she postponed the wedding and then they decided to become uh, pol- what's that word? Poly something when you marry other people, a bunch of people like and they do. Polyamorous. The there you go. Is that what happened? <laughs> Lindsay, so wait, that... if you can hear me, <laughs> we're, we're going to fill in the story. It's like we were, we're just saying I, it's going to be like Mad Libs. Why don't I restart here, guys? You just keep talking amongst yourselves. Okay, okay yeah, <laughs> do that because I don't I don't edit the show, but do that. And me and Jimmy are going to keep riffing while you're gone. Okay. Because I, I don't have time to be out in this stuff in and out of here. So Lindsay, while Lindsay restarts, uh, Jimmy, what's up? What are you drinking today? Are you drinking something? I, I made it old fashioned. Yay. Oh, the Woodford. Um, it's nice. Um, uh, Natalie's been making all kinds of crazy drinks every night, almost um, putting a book together. But not crazy, but good. Um, so around like the five, six o'clock hour, uh, she'll make a book, takes photographs. I mean, make a drink, takes photographs of the drink. Um, I get a little buzz because I'm the one drinking them afterwards. What do you mean make a book? Like make wedding books? No, 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 no. Uh, she bartends uh, mostly, so oh. she uh, she's putting a little book together, and um, okay. uh, so f- like almost every night it's that. But I just made it old fashioned before uh, tonight's podcast just for the hell of it. Yup. Um, and that's what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Elegantville uh, blueberry wheat ale. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. And let me ask you this: I, I see a Gibson Les Paul in the background. Yes. Is that a Schecter bass five string? What is that? You know, that is a mystery bass. I don't even know the name brand of that bass. It looks like a it's Schecter. A re- it's a really nice bass, though. Um, Schecter. What, what, they they don't have, there's like no information on it. I can't really tell at all. It's okay. a six string. Oh, it's six or string. Five, bass. I'm sorry, it's five string. Five right. string. I can um, tell with the, the peg on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't tell, but it, it plays really nice. It sounds really nice. The, the action on the fretboard is really good. Nice. Um, so. When yeah. I was a kid, I was an avid fan of uh, Steinberger, and Ned Steinberger moved to my town, and his factory was here in Newburgh, which was one town over. And I was like, "This is amazing that this guy who knows like all of my idols growing up, you know, made guitars for Sting, for Eddie Van Halen, for you know, so many musicians, and met them personally and knows them personally." Um, walked into a pizzeria, pizzeria one day, and he's like. Uh, pizza for Steinberger. I'm like, you're Ned Steinberger. <laughs> I flipped out on him. Wow. Years later, I asked him, I emailed him. A friend of mine bought two uh, Steinbergers, and one was a, a five string, but it was a little odd. And I contacted him and I said, uh, Hey, my friend lent me these guitars. Uh, this is when email came back and play, and he moved somewhere uh, northeast. And uh, I said, by the way, if you remember back in Cornwall, the, the crazy kid that worked at the pizzeria in town who <laughs> flipped out when he walked in, he's like, I do remember that. <laughs> wow. I, I always wanted a Steinberger. I never did pick one up. But um, So did you uh, did you play out in bands at all? Did I you, did, like... yeah. I, I played in a band for 10 years, an original band for 10 years. Okay. And then a little bit in a cover band. I was like the, the, I was the dude that went up and played Rage Against the Machine songs. Uh, oh yeah, I, covers band. I, I've done that. Like when and when I was in my high school band, we played like some Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I made sure I nailed those solos. It took me weeks to figure yeah. out what the hell Tom Morello was doing when he was doing the scratching thing. I got mm-hmm. once you get it, it it you got it, and then you got the kill switch. You gotta have a kill switch <laughs> in the guitar. You gotta, or at least a pickup with the two volumes. You know, you gotta have a guitar that can do that. But once you get that and then you know it, it's great. Yeah, it's um, funny how like many. Like wedding photographers are like actually musicians. Yeah, I know like a lot. Some it's, it's really kind of funny. Um, yeah. You know how Any, that anyone works in, out. The, in the in the creative field sometimes will 
play piano, play guitar. You just, you, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't know that. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, Lindsay does too. Um, Lindsay's a good musician. Um, you know, uh, it's just, it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Calling Lindsay Dari. Okay, there she comes. She's coming back um, in. Yeah, it looks like she's coming back in. So I don't, she really, was, play piano. I don't really play piano, though. My mom was a piano teacher. I just can do a very, very, very little, but I don't, I don't play at all. Yeah, so I had to because I was a I, I used to be a music teacher. Right. Um right. and when I went to college to teach music, um I was uh, I had to get my ass in gear because I was like, you know, there were these kids that were playing piano since they were like five years old and I was not one of those kids and I really had to kind of like work my ass off to get functional. Um so, you know, I, I can like I can fake my way through things pretty well. If I got chords, I'll I'll Okay. I'll, I'll make it up. Um, but if I have to actually read the music that's written on a score or a piece of music, then I have to like it takes me a lot of time to do that. Um, that I, so. I can't do. You got to if you tell me the chords or C minor, this and that, I can do that, of course, but I can't read. Yeah, I, I stopped that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, while we're waiting, because it looks like we're still having some connection issues yeah. with All Lindsay. Right. She just messaged me. I have zero internet right now. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, I did want to... The only other thing that I, I wanted to mention on the show um, that came up is uh, this... I Somebody messaged in the group that wanted me to talk about um, why I stopped using that that Surface Book Pro. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, compared to the to the MacBooks. Um, I won't talk about this too long because I know this isn't that most of a, uh, an exciting topic, but... Um, and I mentioned that that there's like a lot of Windows jank, and that's kind of like the reason that I didn't end up using that Surface Book, because uh, I wanted to use the pencil on it and all that thing. But what 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 is the reason for that? And basically, like, um, the trackpad itself, like on that Surface Book Pro 2, like it just it just felt cheap, like uh, it behaved cheaply, like that it had this loud clicking sound. Um, the re- and there was a delay, and actually the main here's actually the main reason I might have even stuck with it through throughout the those things, but like in Lightroom, you know when you're in Lightroom yeah. and you like and you're like calling images, right? So you use the arrow keys to go bop 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 bop, sure. right? I would be doing that bop 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 thing in Lightroom, and then it would like it would have this delay, and it wouldn't go immediately, and then it would like wait, and then like and then it would go to like through those photos, or if I just if I held my finger down there, it would go like. 20 images past what I stopped. It was so annoying. It was ridiculous. That's, an, was, that's the that's the worst. Is any kind in a pen, in arrows, and anything. There's a delay, like you're saying. Even if it's a millisecond is is noticeable. Game breaker. I, I know what you're saying. Total total game breaker. I was like at that point, I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, I don't um, blame you. And so, and it, you know, and then when you look at the comparatively, when you use the the apples, the the MacBook Pros, and all that. Um, the, the trackpad is, um, it's, it's bigger, it works, it, uh, it, it, you know, it's a, it's this big piece of glass kind of thing and you don't have any of that delay and it just feels like, like things work without having any issues yeah. with it. I, I really expected and thought that like with that service book pro two, like they had fixed it all and I was really hopeful that they, that they did. And it seemed like in a lot, they got a lot of stuff right, but there's still like that last remaining jankiness jank. That um, that, I don't know how else to even describe it, but it's just like episode um, title. Yeah, jankiness jank. Do you use a a Wacom tablet? I do. Um, yeah, I have. I still have one of those at my studio space, and uh, I have one at home, but I usually don't don't usually get it out unless I really need to get into detail. I got a little little guy. I got 
it's like an eight inch. It's a, the smallest one they make. Well, I'm not smallest, but it's, it's maybe 10, 12 inches at best for home. I got it used on eBay somewhere, but the one I have at the studio is I relate to what you're saying because I have an, a, an older model. It's, it's at least 10 years old. It has like actual buttons on it that, mm-hmm. that I can't use. It doesn't, you can't use your finger on it like a mouse pad. It came with a mouse that I never use. But I, years ago, I bought one of the newer ones, and I hated it. There was this tiny bit of a delay with the pen because of this, this surface now also acts like one big mouse pad or, or a touchpad, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm never using this thing as a touchpad. It's, it's actually pretty big. The one I have is like – it's pretty big. It's maybe, I don't know, the biggest one they can make. And uh, so I – Return that and then just kept my old one. I've kept my old one. It works fine. Again, not broken. And I and I can feel where the buttons are. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have like uh. It wasn't all black and I couldn't see anything. I I really dig it. And yeah, I have no intention of getting another one. Yeah. So I ended up selling that Surface Book Pro two. Um, maybe like uh, this past December or something like that, January. And uh, and then I ended up getting the Apple. I think I talked about this on the show where I got I have the Apple um iPad Pro. Yeah. Um, with the pen and all that, and that works really nice because you can uh, connect it over to the laptop, and basically, um, you it it connects over where um, you're basically just using it as a remote desktop, and you can draw right in full Photoshop That's on cool. on the iPad, and it works. Uh, it works great, and there's pressure sensitive and and all that kind of stuff. So um, that was a better solution, and I saved a lot of money by selling that Surface Book Pro too, and then and then getting the the, the iPad Pro. Um, so, yeah, that's basically that's basically it. Um, I don't know that Lindsay is going to make it back in. I don't think she um, is. I think that that might be it. Um, did you? I and I'm and that said, without her, um, without her story there, I'm kind of fresh out of. Oh, oh wait, hey, she is. popping back in. And I see you. Hello. Her, and the connection looks a lot better. So what happened? I have connected through the hotspot on my phone. Wow, the phone is working better than what you're paying $100, $100 a month for, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, honestly, it's been really patchy for the last several weeks. I think everyone is just sitting at home on the internet <laughs> right now. <laughs> hey, Liz, before I forget, do you yeah. get... Um, I was watching some movie the other day, and this actress um, came on, and when she was younger, uh, she looks a lot, like, resembles you a lot. Do, do you get this at all with any particular actress? Yeah. Is there's it, a there's a few though. So. Is it uh is it first name's Mary? Mary. You don't you don't get Mary Louise Parker from Weeds? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah you get I've that yeah her. you do resent yep, you resemble her one. quite a bit yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing I'm just saying. Yeah um, I get I what her, movie she was in. Um and I get I get a lot actually um it's the girl from Harry Potter. Uh, oh yeah, um, I don't like, know her name, but you do look like her. Yeah. And Mina Suvari, I get. Sandra Bullock, I get. I don't mm. think I actually look like any of these people. I think I just <laughs> look like I should look like one of them or something. Christina Ricci, I get a lot. All right. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, but I'll I'll take them all. Tina Fey. Okay. No. Tina Fey, I know. I don't see Actually, the governor of New York, Mr. Andrew Cuomo, calls me Tina when he sees me in the press pool. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think I look like her at all, but he'll be like, hey, Tina. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Random. Funny. Cool. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. So, uh, Lindsay, and I think this is, uh, unless Jimmy has anything, this is one of our last topics of the show. Yeah, nothing else. Um, 
We've been recording talking the whole time. Guitars. We're, we're making, yeah, we, we <laughs> who knows what we talked about. Uh, but so you were telling us about your couple uh, that wanted to cancel, and that's just about as much as we heard <laughs> about okay, the time cool. that, that things got caught up. <laughs> I didn't get very far before I realized you guys couldn't hear me. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so I'll start from the beginning. So it's mid March, and I find out that one of my couples might postpone their wedding when I get a message from another photographer saying hey, isn't this your photo? And it's a screenshot from our local newspaper um, with one of my photos in it. So right off the bat, we've got like an immediate breach of contract here with <laughs> distributing my picture. But that's fine. Let that go. No big deal. Like I just assume they, of course, didn't read their copyright clause. And it's fine. Um, so the newspaper actually reached out to me that day. And they're like, oh, sorry, we realized we use your photo without your permission. Is this cool? And so I wrote him a little usage license and all that stuff. But then obviously I'm like, okay, I haven't heard from the client yet. I'm hearing from the news that their wedding is getting canceled. So I guess I should touch base with them. So uh, I reach out via text. The, the bride and I had a very casual, friendly relationship. So I text her and I say, oh, I saw the article. Um, are you guys, you know, what are you thinking? You know, see if they need any advice, give them my available dates, all of that typical stuff we would do. And she's like very kind of distraught and she's so upset and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, they started planning their wedding like two years ago. So I understand it's very frustrating, but like a little over the top about the whole thing but you know I reassure I do all the things I'm supposed to do and she's like and then she writes back at some point and asks me to schedule them for like two weeks later <laughs> like you know you guys were saying earlier when they're like okay this is when we're gonna have the wedding right yeah. like and so she was just kind of clueless and just didn't didn't even think that I would already be booked that day and I'm like right. well, I, I don't think they're gonna be weddings that week either and also I'm already booked and she's like oh my god what are you gonna do and I'm like don't worry you know I've got a ton of availability in the fall and I actually do I have a few Friday weddings in the fall so I actually have some Saturdays and it just worked out that way that I have a ton of stuff open and uh, she's like well we're just really not fall people <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I'm not really a coronavirus person, but you know, like, this is what we're working with right now. And again, I'm like, well, winter weddings are beautiful. You can go to next spring. And I knew she's like, just kind of a demanding client. I was willing to go to next year to just like, keep it cool, you know? And I don't shoot that many weddings per summer. So for me, moving a couple to next year isn't really the end of the world because I don't do a lot of volume anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I, I reassure her, do all that stuff. And then I don't hear from her for a few days. Then I get this email from their wedding planner, which has like all their uh, vendors CC'd on the email. And basically they wanted everyone to jump on a conference call to go over dates which just seems like it's going to be a mess. Like all the other planners I was working with, they just email everyone, they get all the available dates, they get the cancellation policies, they present that material to their clients so that mm -hmm. they can see what dates are their options and what the associated costs are going to be. Uh, so this, this conference call seemed a little crazy, but whatever. So I jump on, well, first of all, I, someone said it was a Zoom call, so I'm trying to like call in on Zoom and it was like some other Zoom, thing. Zoom can suck it. <laughs> Jimmy loves Zoom. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Um, but yeah, so it was just I was late getting into the call because they didn't send out the number until like the time the call was going to start. And then someone said it was Zoom. So I'm like, it's not working. And really, I just was supposed to call the number on my phone. It was a mess. So then they're going through all these random dates like, OK, if you're available on this date, let us know. And so then there's all these like voices, like 12 different people like, yes, yes, no, yes, yes. no, And like no one knows, knows who any of this is. So the planner is like, oh, hang on everybody I think I should write this down like you think <laughs> do you think you should write this down uh. um so this this planner is very new in the industry she's only got like a year's worth of weddings under her belt but at the same time like the the basics of being a wedding planner are like extremely good organizations organizational skills yeah which seems like was was very lacking in this situation um mm. but whatever we get through the call and it was just total chaos so i follow up with the planner afterwards and i just reiterate the dates that i have open because it just seemed like they were thrown out arbitrary dates and i just wanted them to have it all written down and then i forwarded her my cancellation policy and whatever and then the planner writes me back and she essentially says, like, how could you charge charge them and not give them a full refund? All this is and in quotes, all of the other vendors told the couple they would give them a full refund. You need to do the same. Oh, yeah. I mean I, Bullshit. I'd be like, okay, well, <laughs> even if she, yeah, bullshit is right. But even if that, that wouldn't matter, it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast about that. Right. Here's our contract. I couldn't care less about whatever other, any other vendor is doing. Yeah, but that's obviously like just a bold faced lie. Like I know, I know some venue vendors have uh, the ability to give a refund back here and there because they do so much volume that maybe it, it doesn't affect their bottom line. And they would still be incredibly generous for doing that. But like knowing the list of people that were on that call, like there's no way these people are giving a full refund if, if they don't book with them. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just do my due diligence and I'm going to ask around. So I contacted because we're all friends. You know, I don't think she realized we all know each other. So I just reach out to these other vendors like, hey, did you tell the couple you're going to give them a full refund? And they're like, F no. And if anybody else says that, I'll tell them to F off. You know, like people were <laughs> livid that they were even saying this to me. So I'm like, OK. Um, and so, you know, what I really wanted to do is write the wedding planner back and just be like, all right you're a liar, you know, like, are you crazy? Like, do you understand that you're just blacklisting yourself right now? But I didn't, I was extremely professional. And I said, you know, I've, I've talked to some of the other vendors and, you know, I, I think you're mistaken. Uh, I think you may have misunderstood what someone said because you know everyone I've talked to said that their policies are whatever and explained in in detail because I know she's new like why the policies are the way they are as far as a retainer like you know I can't take other clients that day blah 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 like explain mm -hmm. the whole thing she writes back and just backtracks entirely like oh well only one of the other vendors said that they would give a refund but I would if I were you and I really think you should but I totally understand why you wouldn't and like I understand and thank you and I told her kind of what other planners I was working with were doing just to like help her out and be nice and mm -hmm. not just <laughs> flat out call her a liar even though that's what mm -hmm. I want to do mm -hmm. um and that's what she is <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah, and and she was very <laughs> grateful for the information about other planners and whatever. And I thought it like ended in a as in as positive of a light as it could have. Yeah. Um, so, but then I don't hear anything from anybody for days and days. So I decide to follow up with the client, like, okay, maybe this planner is just totally dropping the ball on the whole thing. So I follow up with the couple. I CC both the bride and the groom and just reiterate, like, I really am hoping that you guys pick, you know, one of the dates that all the vendors are available for, because there were quite a few that we could all do um, and gave them my dates and well wishes and, and whatever. And also at that point, the CARES Act had passed. And so I told them that I wouldn't charge them any of their additional payments that they owed me if they decided not to rebook me. Um, just because I just wanted to be done with it, but certainly like I I didn't even bring up the, the booking fee. It didn't even occur to me. Like, of course you don't get that back. Um, I've already done for them their engagement session for one. Um, I counted up, I have 85 emails, 235 text messages. Oh my God. I have, Oh um, my God. I designed their save the dates for them. I troubleshot their like wedding website for them. I, uh, did a bunch of homework on planners for them. Really wish they would have picked one of the ones that I suggested. (laughs) So I've like more than earned the money they paid. And that's not even what a booking fee is for anyways. So like yeah. they just have no cause for money back. But lo and behold, they don't answer my email. I just get this official letter in the mail. And this letter is like, you know, dear Ms. Daddario, like crazy formal, uh, just demanding their booking fee back on the grounds really? that I am incapable of photographing their event. And therefore, you know, because of my acts of God, whatever, I'm canceling on them. Which, obviously, that's not what's happening. But I have since, the, this is the reason there's a whole new page on my yeah. contract right. is because of them. That's how contracts get long is because people are jerks. Yep. Yep. Um so I, I was like, this is crazy because we had such a friendly relationship up in this point, obviously 235 text messages. <laughs> so I just emailed them again and I was like, you know, I'm really surprised um, by the formality of this letter. And I just reiterated that, you know, you're not getting your money back and wish them well. And also asked them, so did you pick a new date still to this day? I have they haven't told me. I had to ask the other vendors, like, did they actually book a date I'm not available for? Or are they just ghosting me and they just don't want to work with me anymore? What's going on? And so I wrote them this really nice email or so I thought. And then many days later at 3.03 a.m., I get the like angry drunk email. <laughs> oh, God. They're the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they... Lindsay- Lindsay, this podcast was supposed to be you picking me up, making me feel better about yeah, the right. state of what's going on. And but let me let me just so tell bad. you right now, you're not succeeding with this story. Right. You're just I'm I going for literally all of my other clients have been so gracious and so understanding and so like trying to like can we send you payments early? Can we you know, people wanna help out. It's just this one really, really, really bad apple. <laughs> Um, so I get this just scathing email that contradicts itself. Like even within a single sentence, it'll say something like you, you didn't, you said you had no dates available 
and you never uh, you never gave us your available dates. It's literally said almost exactly that in a single sentence. Like you can't. Those are two totally different things that aren't physically possible. Either I gave you my dates or I didn't give you my dates. And I have it all in email. This none of this was over the phone. It's all very well documented. I gave it to them twice. I gave it to the planner. Like it was in text. It was an email. There's no way they don't have my dates. Uh, and then she goes on to say that that I was unprofessional and disrespectful to their wedding planner. The wedding planner who lied to me. <laughs> so oh, clearly God. what happened here is that the wedding planner must have told them like, oh, I'm sure all your, your vendors will give you your money back. That's what they do. And just having no concept of how business <laughs> works yeah. or the fact that I had already rendered services and so forth. And so when I was the only vendor that they couldn't keep for the date that they ended up picking. So I look like the bad guy here because I'm the only mm -hmm. one who's like, no, you don't get your money back. Um, and the planner must have just thrown me under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> just to say to make herself look. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I don't even know what to say to this planner. Obviously, I have to say something. She has to know that I know that she, <laughs> she did this. Um, and I, I replied to the couple um, and just let them know, like, basically, dates, times. These were the times I told you my dates and what my availability and so forth. And then just said, I will reach out to your planner um, and figure out what this is all about as far as being disrespectful or whatever um you know what i really wanted to do was say your planner's a liar and she has no clue what she's doing and here was my interaction with her but i decided like i'll just go to the planner first see her side of the story and then you know we'll take it from there but if i get a bad review because this planner doesn't know what she's doing i'm gonna lose it oh I w yeah well you can always fight the review and then but you know hopefully mm -hmm. hopefully it won't get to that point it's just so crazy because it's like I've done I've done more than enough work to justify the money they've paid me. So at this point, they're just like trying to rob me, essentially. So I haven't heard back from them since I uh, last replied, but uh. I'll keep you posted. Mm. All right. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Lindsay, I'm supposed to photographers are dealing with like one client who's just being a jerk threatening to sue them i talked to another photographer today who's dealing with the same thing she's like i'm just don't i don't want to go to court over a thousand dollars it's not worth it and i'm like yes it is <laughs> because if my clients come back to me and they're like well so and so gave my friend her money back then it makes me look even worse so we it, all it really won't it, <laughs> it won't though if you, you have the contract that's 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 it and Who the cares? thing is there were so many dates they just they didn't want a fall wedding and like that's on them. That's not my fault. They had one date in September that they could they could take that was like summery enough for them. <laughs> so that's what they went with. And there's a cost for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just feel like that. You know, the, the thing that and it depends on how our contracts are written. But it's like, you know, I, we're not canceling the wedding. You know, like the the photographer, we're willing and able to fulfill the contract. We can't fulfill the contract because of the state of what's going on so um you know if you if the couple doesn't reschedule and this is why this does need to be in our in, in our in our contracts and it never was because we never really had this situation come up before 
um, for that. a lot of people. In in some cases, it was like it was mine was in there in a subtle kind of way as like the acts of God, like if something yeah, happens. Yeah, and, and and I had so now my that one couple that I mentioned that they came back and asked if I, if I was gonna, if they were going to get the retainer back, even though they moved the date without really confirming that I was available. When they asked, what I had to tell them was because my contract was written in the way of if something happens to me, right? Like if I'm unable to work because of medical conditions, because of acts of God, something blah, 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 then I will find a, repl- a suitable replacement that, that works at my level of work. That can- It was written in that kind of way. So, yep. um, so basically, I, so that's why when I contacted them, I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry you decided on a date that I'm not available for, but, um, you can still work with me if you'd like to, and we can keep the contract going. If you'd like to, it'll just be with somebody else with my, under my business name. That, and I, I did that as an extra kind of precaution to make sure that, uh, you know, it's kind of like crossing a T to make sure under my old contract without the stuff in it, that I was still fulfilling my end of the bargain my end of the deal without you know go, getting into the retainer stuff you know so um yeah i think that's just it. It, it the language in the contract is if the couple cancels this if the photographer cancels yes, this and there's exactly. nothing in the middle for exactly. if the world cancels your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your event exactly uh, right yep yeah so because i've added go ahead well just under the cancellation clause my whole cancellation clause was written if the couple, if the client cancels, if the client does this, if the client cancels, had, you know, so that was the the end of my cancellation, my cancellation contract. It it literally just doesn't discuss at all what happens if you know if that if we're under that that case, you know. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You were you were gonna say? Um, what was I gonna say? So I've added some new language under the cancellation policy and under the. Um, like acts of God thing. So let me quickly look here. Um, so I, I've added specific language to exactly like if, if you reschedule within the same calendar year, I will move your date at no additional charge. Um, weddings were scheduled to future years subject to additional charges. Um, couple concedes they might not, that I might not be available, blah, blah, blah. But the important part comes in the um, force majeure, is that how you say that word? I've been typing it a lot and I've never actually said it out loud. I think that's the, Amer- <laughs> that's the butchered Americanized way to say that French word, but sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know how to spell it really well at this point. But um, so essentially in that section, I say if you're not, um, if you're not rescheduling, you are canceling. And um, if you choose not to reschedule, then the cancellation policy takes precedence. And I think that is the language that I was missing originally because it just left way too much up in the air the way it was because it's just like, no, you're canceling. No, you're canceling. Yeah, right. Um, And actually, I I do have one out for that because technically I'm a credentialed member of the media and I'm an essential worker. So if they had their wedding, I could photograph it. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, my, my little sentence that I added to the rescheduling was based on kind of like what you did that worked in my language to keep it consistent was. Um, and also the other thing, too, is, is like I'm fine with just like on the actual rescheduled date. As long as I have an email chain of, hey, we're canceling and we're moving to this date. 
like I'm fine. I don't want to write a whole new contract or whatever. Like, so what I had in there is upon written correspondence between the client and me, like an agreement on a rescheduled date, this contract will remain in effect for the rescheduled date. Um, and then also, um, there's the, the last part is that the client acknowledges that I'm not available for everything, but in this event, if the client elects to reschedule on a date that I'm unavailable, the cancellation policy will take effect. You're going right back to the cancellation policy at that point. But we never had that in our yeah. contracts before this. A good you know? little um, uh, thing that I found, the Law Tog. I don't know if you guys follow that person, but mm -hmm. they have a free addendum download on the web their website for uh, rescheduling. So mm -hmm. it's it's just good legal language to have to yeah. send to your couples that essentially says like what what they still owe or like whether or not they owe another payment. And you can kind of like add or subtract things from it, depending on what your situation is like, if you are charging them a second retainer and so forth. Uh, and it's just just good to have just to have yeah. it all in writing. So they're not we like you. We had the wedding and you didn't show up. You know, <laughs> you never we know. That. We should post, let's post that on the page. Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. I'll send the, put a link up. Um, the other thing I added, well, actually, I noticed something else I didn't have, which was a penalty for not paying. So if you, if you don't adhere to the cancellation policy, like what happened? I don't have anything that says like an interest rate will be assessed or anything like that. So I added that. And then the other thing I added was with regards to what the retainer is in, a, in essence. So I'm just going to read it. Um, the client agrees that payments are non-refundable and are earned by the photographer when paid and is remitted in consideration of the experience, reputation, skill of the photographer and in consideration of the inability of the photographer to schedule other clients during this time. The couple agree that failure to comply with the above schedule will release the photographer from from her obligations under this contract and all fees will be paid in full. So this is essentially saying like, it doesn't matter how much work I have or have not done. Like you are paying me to hold a date for you and I have done that. And therefore I've met my contractual obligations mm -hmm. just so that I don't get in this pickle again, where they think they get their retainer back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, we had talked about this a number of years ago where we had, you know, the, those policies put in a cancellation contract. If the couple cancels within a year, then this much is due. Nine months to this much is due. Six months, this much is due. Three months. I, I would never follow up with a couple of the couple canceled or whatever and like try to get that money. But I did put that in the contract because I did have a couple cases where like couples paid me years in advance, like sometimes even two years in advance of the wedding in full. And once money goes into my business banking account, I don't want to be sitting there like, uh, can I touch that? Can I not? You know, like I'm not playing that game. Like once it goes in the account, it's there. I don't want to be thinking about that. So so that's part of the reason why I added that policy in place. This, But I think what you just mentioned takes that kind of to hold to a different level as well in terms of like not having to worry about that once it gets deposited. And and if couples have a problem with it, that's fine. I, I don't require the payment due until 21 days before the wedding, you know, like at least the full balance. Everybody's got a different policy with that. But like mm -hmm. if a couple really, if that was a make or break for them, like whatever, don't pay me until, until before the wedding, you know? So. Yeah, I did change my payment plan. I, for two reasons. One, um, so I changed it. So there's a payment due at six months and some couples book last minute and then they owe basically two payments as a retainer. <laughs> but um, the reason I did that was to get some income coming in in the winter 
for mm-hmm. one, and two, just for those the cancellation situation. So that way, like once you've paid, that's it. It's gone. Yeah. You don't get that money back. So essentially, I've held your date for this long, so you owe me this much money. Now that yeah. I've held it for this long, you owe me this much money. So that way, it's not dependent on the event happening. It's just the fact that I'm willing and able to do the work. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. People always think, you're not doing anything. I'm like, well, yeah, I turned down work up until this point and you canceled a month before the wedding. So, yeah. I, uh, you know, and especially that's a good for, point about the six month thing. Especially for photographers who don't take a lot of clients. Because so, if you lose one, I mean, if you only do 15 weddings a year, that's like, what, five, 10 percent of your income right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a big deal when when one person cancels. And honestly, we have all of these policies in place thinking we're never going to actually need to enforce them. And whenever I go through the contract with couples during consultations, I'm like, this has never happened, but it's just here just in case. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know, here we are. And all of this stuff all of a sudden really matters. So, yeah. A lot of lessons being learned this these last few weeks for sure for everybody. Yep. Um, your internet connection is about ten times better uh, on the phone yeah. than it has been. Infinitely better. Person. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's no skipping. Really, nothing. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Anybody got anything else, or is no. that uh, at the end? Yeah. That's going back end. to what initially we talked about with the whole gaining weight and not doing anything, and the you know <laughs> the funny. I don't know about you guys, but the funny thing is. I go to the gym. I'm not a big gym fanatic, but I'll do like a hundred, you know, stomach exercises, no, easily. But here, I I do ten sit ups and I stop halfway. I'm like, f this, I'm out. Go and watch TV again. I don't do anything. It's crazy. Walking, maybe. That's about I it. I can't wait till at least gets nice out because we are like going for walks and stuff like that. And it also is hard with the baby too, just because it's nice. I'm glad we have the time with him and everything like that, but. I can't really do stuff like I can't even like do like a lot of the stuff that like in terms of getting involved, like I would be like writing music now and I, there's all these things that I would want to be doing, but I can't because the baby's sleeping and you know what I mean? Like, so we're taking care of the kid, <laughs> yeah. you know, which yeah. is, you know, we had a kid. That's the deal I signed up for. But, right. um, but it's just, it just kind of makes it that much harder as far as like doing stuff. So, like, so the only thing we really do is take walks, you know? Yeah. Um, but it will. And now because, it's snowing. Like, the last couple of days have been snowing like crazy here. Yeah. It's snowing up there? Yeah, it's oh, we got snow yeah. up here. Like yeah, the lot. last couple of days. Which yeah, is not sticking yeah. for very long. We'll have like an inch and then it'll melt and then oh. it'll snow some more. But it's like pretty nice consistently here. snowing. Life in <laughs> Buffalo, New York like, in April. Yeah. Six, six months of the year. It's just this cloud over <laughs> Buffalo, you know? I don't. Every year, this is always the month that I loathe because I think March, it gets kind of nice. And you're like, okay, this is cool. Spring is here. And then April is just terrible. The weather here is so bad. And it's just so boring. There's nothing to do. And now add to that, we're just stuck in our houses. Can't even go on an adventure. So So I've got the apples for sure. I'm at least excited like for like May when normally like I'm like running my ass off, like um, shooting all these weddings, doing the Lilac Festival, that stuff. I've got nothing in May right now. And like so I can just do be outside, work on the house, you know, do stuff like that, like out outside like that. I'm at least looking forward to once that happens. Hopefully very soon it starts getting nicer. No, I'm, um, I'm down where I am. It's been like 60s sometimes. Mid- today was like about low 50s, sunny. I, mm. I trimmed the magnolia in front yard for the past few days. Mm. Um, mm. 
Not in Buffalo. Lawn. Not Buffalo, Buffalo baby. I haven't, I haven't yeah. mowed a lawn in like 10 years. I've been hiring people to do it just because I'm not busy, you know? Right. Yeah. And all, yeah. all that stuff too. Like the stuff like, cause normally we have people come and clean the house yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, no, I mean, we're doing stuff. all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, we're doing it all. You know, I had a long because, list. And, and I feel like Joey and friends that one time when he, when Ross came over and on sabbatical and he's like, you're doing too much stuff. You just got to do one thing and goes, and he just did one thing and goes, and that's Wednesday. You know, it's like, I feel like. <laughs> I have, I, if I do something, I'm then on next in the list is okay, clean this. And I got to take everything out of the fridge and want to clean the fridge. I'm like, let's just let the fridge be another day. I don't need to do everything in one day. Yeah. yeah. I think we have to take the pressure off ourselves yeah. right now to try to like get everything done and right. get in good shape and cook amazing food. And my, Paul, my, my significant other is an amazing cook and he has no interest in cooking right now, which oh, really, really surprises me because we've <laughs> got all this time, but you know, he's just not feeling it. So <laughs> we're getting a lot of takeout and it's fine. Like it's, fine the takeout is good though like to support local businesses right for now. sure like, we're really trying yeah. to do that where we can you know um so all right well thanks for everybody for listening in this has been episode number 132 of wedding photographers unite uh lindsay where can people file find you i am at dadario.com and you can find me on instagram lindsay at work is my handle nice. mr ferrara uh, my social handle is at J Ferrara photo website is James Ferrara.com. My name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B U S C E M I. Google me, find me on Instagram where I have not posted an image since all this started to happen. <laughs> and I won't post another image until it ends. I literally won't. I'm done. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not, wow. I'm not, I'm not even making an attempt. Like I'm, I'm out right now. I'm done. I'm, I'm done until this thing's over. But well, then I'll post an image and I'll be back. And then I'm just keep to... complaining about 2021 booking slow, buddy. No, no, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be a problem. All these 2020 brides are moving anyway. Like whatever, it's all good. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye guys. Wedding photographers. Finito. Finito. Um. <laughs> Sorry about that internet, guys. When uh, Kristen and I went to Italy, um, when we were first dating, pretty quick, pretty quickly we went to Italy. And we we were did like, a lot of things pretty quick. We did a lot of things <laughs> yeah. pretty quick. And Chalk we, that up. <laughs> and we, uh, like, I mean, I'm like all about like learning the Italian language, and I like talk to Italian and the dog to the dog, and I like, and Matteo, <laughs> I'm talking Italian with him too, um, and. We were at a restaurant in Italy, and uh, we finished eating, and Kristen looked at the waiter, and she said, fine. And then the waiter started chuckling, and so did I, because I knew what she just said. Um, because in music, it, when you get to reach to the end of the piece, it says fine, because it means the end. I was like, Kristen, you just looked at the, at the waiter and, and after you're done eating, and you said, the end. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like looking at a you're out to a restaurant and you look at the wait, waiter and you're like the end the end <laughs> i mean it's a it works it's a pretty funny thing to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh... yeah all right that's my that's my all part right, of the story yep i'm gonna i'm heading out all right yeah you're going somewhere where are you going no. Over there. Right over there. <laughs> You're going over Where there. TV is. I'm going over there. All yeah. right.
I'm probably going to stay right here, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll catch you guys later. All right. Peace out. I'll see you guys see later. You guys.